Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Azito. All day, every day. Oh, yeah, it's a Saturday and we are ready to rock and roll. A beautiful Saturday in uh, Sydney, sun shining. You wouldn't even know it's winter. one 300 You Now, you make the show, so get involved. Chime in, in the back line. It is crunch time brought to you by Ozito, powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. The text line 0457 736 736. We welcome our listeners. However, you are tuning in across the SEN network, uh, 1170 in Sydney, 693 Queensland, 1620 the Gold Coast, which is also in Queensland. Uh, and, <laughs> but my co-host here, Scotty Sattler and Adrian Prasenko. G'day, boys. Hey, yeah. Sugar. Uh, yeah, what an eventful week. Mm. Massive week as well. Um, but I'm a little bit more concerned about you. Yeah. Because last Saturday so uh, on air, there's myself... Uh, and the, the Bears head, yep. and also Trent Copeland as well. Yep. And you can turn your put your phone on silent yep. as well. Um, but are you, uh, you said last week, oh, I'm hurting, boys. I'm hurting. Yeah. But you've gone to another level of hurt today, <laughs> haven't you? You know what happened? So we had our 18th, our eldest daughter's 18th birthday. Yep. And I had great anxiety about 100 kids trotting into my backyard. And about 50 of them being of the male variety. Yeah, and as it turns out, the worst behaved was me. <laughs> so uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, we'll get through this. Uh, there's Do we only... need an intervention? Or... Hang on, let me just get a time check. There's only four hours and 58 minutes to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, how are you, Sats? I'm really good, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, as we said, it's a really eventful week, uh, all surrounding the, the RLPA, the Titans, and that, that clause in Tino mm. and Fafita's contracts, which was confirmed throughout the week. There was actually right. two clauses, but the RLPA and the the NRL standoff, which I've got to say, I was playing in that 2003 year, so were you, Sugar, when I thought that was at its most volatile back then when the Players Association, headed by Tony Butterfield, uh, firstly, they came to the players that were playing in finals that year. Um, we finished first that year uh, and the Broncos finished eighth, so first with eighth. So what's the timeline, Sat? So you say... They firstly came to those in the finals. When did this all land? Because Craig Gower, of course, paid the ultimate exactly. price. Exactly. So it was sort of leading into that, that finals, but they they saw an opportunity for the finals, the RLPA, in 2003 to say, Rodeo, Sunday game, Panthers versus Broncos at Panthers Stadium. What we're going to do is we're going to run out 15 minutes late. And I, I was never – I was never a true believer of of holding the game at, and hostage, yep. to be quite honest, as a player. Um, who was who had the reins of the RLPA then? Tony Butterfield. Yep. Yeah, so he'd come and spoken to all the clubs, but leading into that that final, I can remember a lot of the players in the playing group standing with yeah you know, pitchforks, saying, "We're going to do this. We're going to support what we've got to do to you know, to get our point across, whatever that may be." And and then then the suggestion was made, "Let's run out late, fifteen minutes late." for the broadcast game wow. on Channel 9, which is the first verse 8. Mm. And all of a sudden, the pitchforks all of a sudden got hidden underneath the bench and everyone's going, hang on, so we can't <laughs> run out late. We can't do that. We're about to play a final. And, and I was sort of saying to a lot of the guys, be careful what you wish for, mm. you know, guys. And so you know, we end up playing the final, running out on time. And, and then come the end of the season, towards the end of the season, it was all about, okay, we're going we're gonna to hijack the Dally M's. We're not going to turn up the Dally M's. It's just going to be media and that's it. And so mm. David Gallup said, well... I'll just cancel it. Is that what I, I yeah. forget that? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's sort of funny because you, you, it's such a fine line between an action that hurts head office 
and an action that hurts yourself. And that's yeah. pro- probably a classic example of they hurt themselves. That's the players' night, really, isn't it? You're meant to celebrate all of the achievements of the, the season, and they've done that. And in the past, even like in the last CBA when there was some tension, they were doing what they called interaction stuff. I don't know if you remember, they're putting like a you know green tape on their socks and little things like that just to oh, let right. people know. Mm. But this action is against the broadcasters, the most recent one, which is biting the hand that feeds you. Basically, two-thirds of the revenue from the game comes from Nine and Foxtel, and all of a sudden, they're not getting access on game day at a time when there's a lot going on in sport in general yeah. for Australia. Like you've got the Tour de France, you've got Wimbledon, you've got the Ashes, you've got lots of stuff going on, and you can become a bit complacent and just think, oh, we've got a, a third origin game, that'll automatically be on the back and that'll be talked about. It's not necessarily the case, especially if it's not getting the promotion that it deserves. Can I ask both of you, Mm. just purely from an anesthetics point of view, and the listeners, 0457 736 736, purely from just a viewership and not knowing a a lot of what may be going on behind closed doors and not having a true understanding. If you're just a a rugby league fan out there watching the RLPA, say Clint Newton and Andrew Abdo, who's winning the PR battle? Oh, definitely the NRL. NRL. I, I, I think, you know, the knockabout rugby league fan is going, you're earning all this money and blah, 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 blah. And I can understand how they see it that way. And it, it just looks bad. It, it definitely the NRL's winning this battle. Don't you yeah. think, AP? Yeah, so this was the RLPA's press conference and they, they called it and I sat in it. I was there for 37 minutes. And through all that time, there was another, myself and other journos in the room trying We're- to... We might play that a bit later. 37 yep. minutes. Yeah, we might. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to ascertain why we've gotten to this point. Why are they so aggrieved? And I don't think that they sold particularly well what you were talking about. Like why, why have we gone to this point? Particularly given the salary cap just for 2023 alone has gone up 25.4%. That's unbelievable. Now, when you talk to the, you know, the common yep. football fan, and they're thinking in this sort of day and age, you know, interest rates going up, cost of living going up, all of those sorts of things, it seems ostensibly a pretty good deal. And the stuff that they're arguing about, well, well, obviously it's important to the players, but I, I can't see it as being an irreconcilable difference. Like, mm. Okay, so the Mowers Club had a good get this morning. And I, I was so impressed. Jamie Bura, who's uh, playing a big part there at the RLPA, he spoke this morning for about 10 minutes on the Mowers Club. We'll play it a bit later. But the main things he was sort of talking about, and Jeezy articulated it well, was so currently what we have is the NRL could slap on an extra two games without consultation, which is the proposal. And Jane Bureau was saying, well, you just can't do that in the regular workplace where you just say, okay, AP, go and work for another week or whatever the case may be. It's another two weeks, really. And you can't do that. So I, I, I get that part of it. Uh, one of the other big sticking points was relating to international football and they're just saying look show us show us the numbers behind international football and they're getting pushed back on that and and Jamie Bureau which he said quite well today was but you must know the numbers if if you're making decisions about when you play international football if you play international football all those sorts of things you must know the commercial numbers behind it so they just want to see it and so I get that as well um but as I said we'll play that a little bit later on when I hit the wall. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's, it's really murky. But I, I, I do think the players are uh, – the media strike, I don't know. It doesn't hurt the game. 
I don't think it hurts it the game. It I, I think it hurts it. the players. Well, AP, for example, he mm. wants to hear from players. So it probably yep. hurts his industry a little bit from a, a journalist point of view. But well, I'm I'm not too perturbed about not listening no. to a, a halftime interview Sats, or a pre-game well, interview or a post-game interview. Sats, I totally agree with that, right? I totally agree with that. But fast forward to Origin Night, post-game, we're yep. so used to seeing 15 interviews, you know, well, of that's well, – well, That's talk, when we're going to notice it. You, you talk about boycotts. I'm probably going to boycott that Origin game because I can do my job from home. So if I'm tasked with, say, doing player ratings or covering Brad Fittler's press conference, I can sit there from my lounge and do it. The value for me is going to the game, going into the sheds, talking to the players while they're still warm, while the emotions are still high, and that stuff will be... That, that's probably two, two or three days of content, just the fallout yeah. that, that you get from, from the sheds there. That's not going to happen now. So, so I, I don't, for, for me personally, I, I can't see the value of me going if I, if I can't get that. Can I, if the players really want to make a stance mm. and really want to send a, a really stern message with, without boycotting games, if they are truly fair <laughs> income about their stance on this, the Queensland team will boycott the, the presentation. Which yeah, hurts, which wow. hurts the major sponsor Ampol, which hurts uh, any of the Queensland fans that, that want to see the Queensland side raise the shield in opposition fortress. Um, that sends a stern message. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But Daly Cherry Evans is the captain of Queensland. He is also the figurehead yeah, right. on, on in relation to the playing group. Does that mean well. we don't have to hear yippee yippee kaye? We'll still hear that. Yeah, yeah. Just on that, right? Yeah. So, in the event this thing is not signed. Mm. Right, who's the biggest winner? And like, so in other words, who is it more time pressing to sign this thing? Because if it's the NRL to get this thing sorted, then you don't need to be doing this sort of stuff. You just simply need to not sign it. Yep. Well, it's basically rolled over anyway. So they've already got the twenty five point four percent. But if it's not signed in six months' time, is it hurting the NRL more, or is it hurting the player group more? Well, it's not hurting anyone because I it's the status quo, isn't yeah, it? It just continues quo. until yep. they get to a new agreement. So to say there's no agreement, am I right, AP? Correct me if I'm right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but am I right in saying until they can get to a new CBA, it just continues with I th- rolling I think that over? There's a, I think there's a rollover period and then it expires after you know, like three or four months or whatever yep. else. So that's why all of a sudden the urgency. But it's just come at a time when... Yeah, we've got a dead rubber state of origin. It probably needs more promotion rather than less. Yeah. And my sort of analysis of it is that the Blues are giving us less than they have at any other time but, um, during Brad Fittler's reign. So before you, as a journo, you could watch training and as every single player comes off the field, there'd be a period of maybe 20 minutes or so where you could speak to anyone. Every, no player was off limits and now they've really tightened down. I think that they've been quite sen- sensitive to some of the criticism and that's part of it. Um, but they're talking about, you know, we're going to put up three players. This is this was happening before this boycott. Right. And everyone would get pretty much the same type of content. So it was already becoming less at a time when you probably need it more because there are there are seats that are unsold at a core stadium and the more promotion, the more chance you have of selling them. AP, uh, from the um, player's point of view, the coach's point of view, from a journalist's point of view, if you had to interview, if you had the chance to interview players or coaches, it's a hundred percent coaches. Every journalist would say coaches, wouldn't they? In what context? In a in any in context, any con- yeah, more, like, of, more often than not. More yeah. often than not. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess 
With the coach press conference, they have to do one, and it's what they call an all-in. That means all the print media yeah. and all the radios, TVs, they're all in one. So Every week. They have to do one a week. That's that's my my really? that's the only time that if I want to speak to a Trent Robinson, do, or a do Wayne they Bennett, do one one every week? Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah, they, pre-game, if nothing's doing pre-game. Yep. they have to do it once. Okay. They have to make themselves available. Okay, and then there might be a little bit of extras on game day where they might talk to Nine or Fox, but that's normally a little Vox Pop thing. Mm. Um, generally speaking, yeah. Um, but you know, the, it depends on the the player, and it also depends on the coach as well. But for the most part, what you're saying is true. You, you know, access to coaches on the record is is quite rare. Interesting. Mm. Now, you know, they say we we should be consulted, and Jamie Bure saying. Um, yeah, if there's a change in the workplace, mm. they've got to consult the the employee, which is which is true, of course. On the flip side of that, if the NRL is to add one or two games extra on, what if in the workplace a boss come to you and said, "We're going to give you two extra weeks off a mm. year"? You're going to accept it, aren't you? Because well, you're going to you're going to have two weeks off, and you're going to still earn money, but, aren't you? But so if you're going to add one or two games extra on at the end of a season, that means the ability to get more money out of the broadcasters, which invariably does what? Goes back in yeah. and the players, therefore, are able to earn more money playing but, more games. But that's, does that necessarily mean you have to play in them? Like how many times have we seen, like, they add more things to the calendar, say an Indigenous All-Stars game. Yeah. How many players pull out of that? Mm. How, if there's a representative game, how many players make themselves available for that? And, you know, it's also probably a matter for the coaches as much as for the players. If there is more in the schedule as to how they're managed. I mean, there's nothing to stop a player from being rested for a game as well. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. All three of us, four of us, uh, how are you, Maestro? I'm very well. Enjoying the chat, boys. Yeah. So I'm getting three different perspectives on everything. The text line's going off. I'm delighted. Well, if Hutchie said to us, hey, boys, uh, uh, we're just adding two more weeks to your calendar, like, that's... Because we can and we choose yeah. to do so without your consultation. I, I, I do get that argument. I do get that argument. Uh, people are torn on the text line. Um, Tamara says, you'd be surprised, Sugar. Most fans are backing the players in the comment sections I'm reading. There's big discussion on Reddit and Facebook happening where more details are getting uh, coming out from the Players Association. Way Graham also spoke really well on it this week. Uh, how is it murky? That I don't understand. Isn't the media's job to chase down those details? If they are going to report on it, as a fan, I have found plenty of information on both sides. Um, and then you have sort of ones coming through saying the players are looking very bad. So, But it's also what a he said, she said. So, yeah. for instance, Clint Newton during his yep. sort of press conferences would say this, and then there'd be some points going on. Then Andrew Abdo a few hours later would say, well, actually, you know, X, Y, Z. So it's like, well, it's actually really hard to determine – what the truth of the matter is, because we don't see the document. We mm. don't have the, the, you know, the uh, the draft and the revised with a hundred changes and all of those sorts of things. We can't see that, so we're taking both of them at face value. Is there any, is there any discussion during these discussions around? Because it all seems to be the top end. It all mm. seems to be the players that are having careers in the NRL and what happens to when they retire and um, if they need injury an injury fund or whatever it may be, mm. is there any discussion through these entire uh, uh, NRL, NRL, RLPA discussions around regional rugby league, uh, grassroots footy, 
uh, putting more money into junior junior development in regional areas is, is or is that not on the agenda? Because well, I know, that's I know not the QR, part of this because well, I know the QRL and New South Wales Rugby League run their own comps, but yep. the funding invariably comes down from the NRL anyway. So that's a different bucket of money that isn't invo- that doesn't involve the players. So yep. so the NRL administers the game. They've got money that they give to the state, that mm. they give to grassroots. This is we're talking about the player bucket. Okay, gotcha. But it's it's sort of funny because both sides are, are saying we've made concessions. So for instance. Most people would say that the transfer system needs some work. Where if you've got a situation where Ben Hunt can re-sign for the Dragons for two years, he hasn't even started that new contract. There's already talk about him going to the Broncos en route to the Gold Coast Titans, mm. having not even started that 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 new contract with the Dragons. That there's something wrong. So the NRL have proposed trade windows. They've you know, been banging their head against the wall with the RLPA and this and said, okay, well, we're going to throw up our hands up in the air. We're not going to impose that upon you, right? So that's not happening. Nothing's going to change there. And at the same time, the... Nothing is going to change from a trade window point of view. Nothing will happen over the course of the next five years. Is twos here? Is there a that's ridiculous? (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous What about the actual uh, 7th of August is ridiculous. Yeah. So so you can play, you could sign on the 6th of August... And play only three games in the regular season. You know by you know by June thirty, which was the old, which is the old model. A lot of a lot of punters think it still is June thirty, but it's it, not, yeah. you had to sign with the club before June thirty. Listeners, yeah. if you didn't know, but once upon a time before COVID hit, and then they extended a little bit. You know by June thirty whether you're part of the puzzle or not. Correct. Yeah, so it's pretty easy. Yeah. So for anyone, whether it's the RLPA, the NRL, whoever it is, if if they want to try and throw smoke bombs in there and say no, there's more to it, there's not. There's not more to it. You know whether you're part of the coach's plans moving forward by June 30. So that August 7 only came in because of COVID. So back, back particularly the Warriors and some of the other teams during that period were struggling to, to put a side out. So they said, in order to, to do this, to help you during this period, we're going to push it back. But it's sort of just a, a carryover. It's, it's lingering from there and no one's readjusted it because the RLPA doesn't mm. want it moved. But and this is a really ex- extravagant and ridiculous example, but it can happen. And I'm highlighting what can happen. The, the two things, and I've shared this before, and around the fact that it needs to be prorated. So if you've got a uh, hundred thousand dollars in your cap, or, or three hundred thousand dollars in your cap, come this time of year, where two thirds, you know, November one is when the contracts start, you should only have one third of that of that allowance left. And and the reason I say that is otherwise you're picking up. You know, a nine hundred thousand dollar player for for spending three hundred thousand. If you're already in the top four, you haven't needed that player throughout the year. But but where I'm going to is because it's August seven, that extra month and a bit, there are teams who are well and truly out of the picture where where you just know they can't make the eight. So as we have it right now, there would be hypothetically come the first of August, and again, it's, this is a very extreme example, but it can happen. Somebody could knock on the door of James Sedesco and say, can we loan you for the rest of the year? Mm. You could legally do that right now. Yeah. They're out of the picture. Yeah. And, and I'm actually quite surprised we don't see more of that. Mm. You could act, and, and so why would the Roosters do that? It's okay. a form of tanking, isn't it? Well, well, like because you're thinking of future salary cap or what you can get. You can write off this season in order to benefit the following season. But also too, like if, if you're a plumber, there's an example here about a plumber. In fact, that comes from, uh, where's that one? Mark from Mortdale. Uh, Mark from Mortdale. I don't really know the context of this. He said, hey, boys, 
We get told how well NRL players are being paid. My plumber would be earning more than half the players playing in the <laughs> South and Canterbury game today. Mark from Mortdale. Mark is your plumber on a media strike as well. I don't know why. <laughs> why you've if, I've got a, if I've got a blocked Dunny, I'm not calling Mark. That, for... <laughs> but, but, but to give an example, right? So if you're not going to make the eight, you could argue that you don't have any work coming up. So if a plumber has no work coming yeah. up and somebody goes, uh, excuse me, can we pay your employee for three months of the year, mm. uh, which you don't have to pay, we'll give them back next year when you do have work. Well, then why would you do it? And, and, and we have that right now. And we did that with David Nofaluma last year. So David Nofaluma mm. was at the Tigers and he went to Melbourne. Not the biggest story in the world. But when we finally see, you know. But if, for Tavita Pangai Jr., oh. going to the to an already strong club that was probably, you know, in a, in a premiership yeah. window regardless, like nobody thinks of him as a Panther, do they? Like no. he was just there at, at a time in history when, when they won the comp. And arguably, destroyed, they might not have got there either. That's right. Destroyed Melbourne. Absolutely. Okay. That, that, that's mm. the whole point, AP and Sats, is you could – Penrith and, and, and nothing they have done wrong here. They, they've just played within the rules. Yep. Hello, Johnny Bairstow. <laughs> but that's another topic. But they've played within the rules, but the facts of the matter are they were just about to get the minor premiership. Yeah. And if Tafita Bangalore Jr. was a $700,000 player, in round one they couldn't have signed him. Yeah. You know, because that's the whole idea with a bloody salary cap – is to make things equal, you've got the minor premiership sewn up or just about, and now you can get the $700,000 player because you left $150,000, $200,000 in the cap. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And and I think, too, like both – this isn't a bash-up of the players of the RLPA because the NRL have made some missteps through all of this as well. Like They have been way too late in opening up the books, and the RLPA spent a lot of their initial negotiating time clawing back what was – previously owed to the players. like We're talking about $28 million and and that took a long time for that money to come through and, and for them to find it exactly what they were owed, you know, through COVID, et cetera, et cetera, and, the, and the, the sacrifices they made. But it's just embarrassing and really damaging for the game that, you know, we're into what, is it July now? Yeah. And we're still talking about this. It's it's just ugly and un- unnecessary. Mm. But, again, final, final thing on this, boys, who could outlast who? Who is it more important to get this deal done? So if you just had to go, okay, we'll just outlast them. Is it the NRL or is it the players? Well, I think from my point of view, and I've always been a governing body man. I think I've always looked at from what's best for the game. The players are the most important part because they make the game. Uh, But players come and go. Yep. Players will always resurface and and regurgitate through the the competition. Um, So because the players are the biggest piece of the puzzle, if they're willing to stand united and say, you know what, if we have to stand down games, and yeah, it may mean that it affects our, us financially down the track to make it better for those that come after us, um, they hold the power only if they're willing, only if they're willing to go to the, you know, to, to the nth degree. That's a big decision, they, they, they though. Should, they should. I reckon they've reached that point now. This is sort of a neither here nor there. Like if they are, are, are aggrieved and feel exploited, and they think that this deal is no good. Then strike now. Either either sign the bit of paper, and and get it and be done with it, or or put your tools down. What's because happened on the weekend is just re- over this weekend. It's really just a, it's a BB gun shot over the bow, isn't it? Yep. You were here. You're not listening to us. And, but again, you talked to ninety percent. I thought Ricky Stewart hit the nail right on the head. You talked to a lot of players who are, who are earning two hundred and fifty, three hundred. 
and don't get me wrong, three hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Of course it is. But from a rugby league point of view, it's still just below the average. Yep. So if you're earning three hundred thousand and less, and you go up to that player in a club and say, "Hey, we're going to strike," they're going to go, "Go and bite your ass." Yeah. Well, I want to play. If you're going to strike. I want to run out in first grade next week. So, Sats, on Tuesday night, they had 50 senior players. A lot of them were the RLPA delegates for each club. And they talked about all the, the different things that they, they could do. And there were some that said, we're prepared to strike. Wow. So, so, ultimately, that wasn't the majority feeling. And, and they decided to take this in-between step. But there, there's some angst. There's enough angst for some of them to say... Yeah, we are we are prepared to consider this. You know what? There's a lot of play, There's some young players at Cronulla that weren't willing to take peptides, but they did because older players did. So be careful what you wish for. Well, okay, and uh, and that's the thing. That, that's exactly the thing. We many people have been saying from a viewership point of view, it's the greatest rugby league season we've seen in a long, long yep. time. Agree. And then if it ends in something like that, wow. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can text 0457 736 736. Crunch time, Adrian Prezenko and Scotty Settler.